clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Authentically You. I am happy. I feel like it's been a minute since I've had a guest on here. So I am happy to have Tiana here with me. She is someone that I met at a cottage and I just instantly, you know, I think we instantly connected and I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to get to know your story more. And so I think it's really cool. And she is a lifestyle and fitness expert. And I really want you to sort of, you know, give us a better picture of what that means. Cause I feel like those are terms that people hear a lot, but I know just from getting to know you that that's not, you know, that's not this generic title. You're so much more than that. So give us a, a little snapshot of who you are. Awesome. Well, for thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, so first and foremost, I'm a mom of three uh, amazing girls. You met two of them at the cottage, Zoe and Lexi. Um, so they are definitely the, my girls are the light of my life. Um, uh, but in terms of my career, um, for the last several years, I've been helping uh, busy moms um, to um, age with confidence so that they can be become the happiest, fittest, fiercest version of themselves. Um, and a lot of my work, uh, yes, I, I, I build nutrition and training programs to help them transform their bodies, but uh, equally, I am helping them transform their mind so that they can um, live a happier, more fulfilling, um, meaningful life. And, and that extends to all areas, you know, just broadening their relationships, deepening their relationships with themselves and others. So I focus a lot of uh, on mindset. Nice. Um, so that they can create that sustainability too. Cause as you know, you've been in the fitness industry as well, you know, you can transform bodies, but um, you know, easily follow this program, but will you, will you keep that? Will you be, and will you be happy at the end of it? As you know, like once you get the body, typically there's, there's still a piece missing. So, and that's where, you know, focusing on that mental diet comes in into play there. Yeah, I think that's what I think we want to, I want to dig into some of those things. And I think I want to acknowledge, first of all, that I love that you popped here. Like, okay, first of all, I want everyone to know I am a mama mm -hmm. and I met two of your, like you said, I met two of your girls and they were just stunning human beings. I I, I think it's really a, a testament of, to who you are as a parent. Um, and yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think, yeah, like you're saying, we all know that everyone in the world wants to transform their bodies, but like you're saying at the end of the day, if you don't do the other work that attaches to that, right. What's what's the sustainability in that really? Right. You know, yeah. and a big piece of that for me in the last more in the last, probably two, three years of the work that I've been doing is, um, 
teaching uh, more mindfulness practices uh, mm -hmm. to my clients, um, having more self-awareness. Um, spirituality is, is really, really important. It is something that uh, has transformed my life yeah. uh, in a big way. So we, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along. Yeah, totally. So I guess let's, let's rewind and talk about, you know, how did you get to, I mean, this is probably a really big question, but how did you get to the point where you're like two, three years ago, I'm like, wait a second, there needs to be more of a shift, you know, um, in regards to your own personal journey, if you feel comfortable sharing, you know, what you got you to that point. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, I'll go back to my journey has been a rather long one. Um, I, was for 18 years, I battled a crippling eating disorder and body dysmorphia. So from the time oh, I was 13, um, for about two decades, um, even into having, uh, two of my children, uh, my first daughters. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was very, uh, I, you know, after university, I actually started a staffing company in Toronto. Um, I grew that to, it was a, a million dollar business within the first six months. And then it just grew exponentially from there. And I had that for 11 years, um, but it burnt me out. I increasingly became unhappy. I was very out of balance. Uh, I worked, worked, worked. And that was my focus, my career building that. Um, so I lost myself um, yeah. and I was dealing with my eating disorder um, at the same time. So I grew, uh, in, you know, increasingly unhappy. I was depressed um, and I got to that, um, you know, a breaking point one day when I was um, in the bathroom. I had my mm -hmm. fingers down my throat. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to make myself sick. I suffer from anorexia and bulimia, um, kind of a, a mixed bag of it all. But, yeah. and um, my two, um, my first daughter, Savannah, was two at the time. And so I'm standing over the toilet, wanting to make myself sick. And I caught um, her in the corner of my eye, a little shadow. And I looked over, and there she was standing in the doorway, just looking at me, you know, her mom. And, and, uh, and that was, that was kind of a, a pivotal moment for me where I knew I had to do what I had to fix myself. I had to heal myself. I had to, you know, do whatever I, I needed to do to, um, you know, start loving myself and taking care of my, my, my body, my mind in a, in a much healthier way. Cause I knew my girls would be a, a byproduct of likely my habits and what they were seeing me do. So that was the start of my journey. Um, so that was, you know, in, in my thirties, oh my I'm, I'm 45, um, I'm 45 now, but so well into my thirties, that was when my journey started to heal. And I just threw myself in all sorts of personal development and I didn't matter. I flew all over the, all over the world <laughs> because I just, you know, I, I just, was so um, committed to yeah. change for the better. And, wow. um, and bit by bit, you know, I started to heal. Um, I started, you know, I, I grabbed onto certain practices, embraced certain practice practices that really resonated with me, like meditation, breath work, um, you know, that spiritual journey, as I spoke about earlier. Um, and 
you know, I just was committed. I made the daily commitment, my, my workouts. I, I didn't give up working out. I just changed my perspective on right. why I was working out. Same with food, my perception around food. It was no more about, no, it wasn't the enemy. It became, okay, what do I need to eat to fuel my body so that I'm healthy and I can, you know, get stronger and, and feel good and balanced. So yeah, it was just shifting the perspective around everything that really so hard. It is, it is, you know, but it's that inner, the inner work is the most important and it, it is a daily commitment. So it's like, I tell my clients, it's like brushing your teeth. There are certain daily practices, self-care practices that are non-negotiable, right? right? And, you know, I have a morning routine that, that it's like clockwork. I, when I roll out of bed, I'm doing this, this, and this, and that's how I start my day because that's how I feel good. Mm -hmm. And really at the end of the day, that's what it's about feeling good. Right. Yeah. So I think like, I mean, when you're telling me the story of you and I also lived with anorexia and bulimia in my younger years as well. So I know that feeling of like, okay, I'm going to make my sick, but to have your daughter there, I couldn't imagine the, the emotion and, and the thoughts and all of the, the sensations and stuff that were going through your body at that moment. Um, and it, I think, you know, that that's a really big lesson I think that a lot of women can listen to this and take is that there are moments where they get really ugly, they get really dark. And sometimes those are the biggest catalysts in our life, you know, whether it's a divorce or this situation or whatever, right. I think they can sometimes be the most powerful motivators for us. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, I went, you know, um, my, my struggles or challenges didn't stop there. You know, I got yeah. over eating disorder, but then I went through a divorce and then I was in a toxic, toxic relationship for six mm -hmm. years. Um, and then came out of that. So it's, but each time, you know, it's cause I was committed, you know, I was committed to myself, making myself a priority. Um, I was able to get through, navigate through those challenging times with much more ease and grace. Yeah. Time, it, it just got you know, I was able to bounce back quicker and stronger. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a, a testament too, is that when we invest in, in who we are as an individual and see the importance of ourselves, really, even in the times where we're like, I don't, I don't want to live or, or, you know, I'm really struggling to like you're saying, reframe that and do the work to come from a place of like, okay, this is really hard. And I matter enough to figure out how to get through this. Cause if, Really, I think we don't lean into that side. It can be a lot worse. I'm, I'm not sure if you agree with that. Oh, uh, yes, 100%. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I always say, you know, the, um, the, the, the challenge for people is the, the resistance to change, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really not, um, it's, it's not so much that the change is, difficult it's it's when you make the decision it's making a decision as soon as you make the decision that you're going to do something you eliminate all the other options and now right. you can focus right. now you can focus and now because you have a clear path there's no you know, there's no clutter in front of you and that's you know and that's the hardest really the hardest thing is you know letting go for people to let go of that resistance to change mm -hmm. but it starts with a decision Right. right. I like if you're saying, if we, if we make a decision to like, no, I'm going to do this change, that's the first step in actually 
moving through the steps you need to get to that, to the other side of that. I think, and I was taught, I call it the circle of crap <laughs> where I say, if you, we can live in a circle of crap and exist there for our whole existence because getting out of there is not easy. Like you're saying your story, overcoming eating disorder, divorce, toxicity in relationships, right? Those are not easy things to overcome. And so I think for your, what you're saying is that I've made a decision to get out of that circle of crap and I'm willing and I'm determined to do all of the things I have to do to stay out of there versus taking the easy route really is, is staying in the circle. Exactly. And you know, my, um, as, as I evolved my, um, spiritual practice mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, having gone through all of that, that stuff, um, it became evident to me, like my, my focus is daily focus. Number one priority is, is peace, having mm-hmm. peace, inner peace. And so that being the, the main, one of the, my main priorities makes my decisions very easy because I now have a lot of boundaries around, you know, people in my life that don't bring me that peace. Um, and so that, that has been actually a big game changer for me, um, you know, and allowed me to get to this place, like at 45, uh, Alexa, like I have, I can say I am in the best place, uh, happiest, mm. most content, peaceful state that, you know, I've, I've ever been. So, um, yeah, that's been really important to me. Hearing things like hearing women, I, I know, cause a lot of women struggle with getting older. And so I think this is a, you know, for myself, I always say like the older I get, the more wise I get. And like, you're saying you are now 45 and like, essentially your life is beginning on a new, a whole new book just mm-hmm. because of this sounds like you have an alignment of values. Like my, if my value is peace, I'm yeah. now going to align the way I live my life based off of that value. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So saying, saying no is, is, is easy for me. If it doesn't align with, with my value of peace, then, then I'm, then I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and I, and I, without guilt. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly. fair. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like, you know, when you think about obviously, and I highly doubt this is the last time either of us are going to face struggles in our life because life is life. You know, when you think about taking the alignment of peace and going through, let's say you went through, you know, another divorce. So let's re- rewind back to the time when you went through that. Can you sort of give some insight on how that, what that would actually look like if you were sort of navigating your life based off of living by peace or living in peace, I guess. After, after coming out of a divorce, divorce struggle, you know, any recovery, like how, what does that actually look like in your life? So you're saying you have daily practices saying no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, like, without question, like I've got certain, as I said, I've got a morning routine. I teach, I teach my, my clients. I do actually do spiritual retreats as well. Um, and, and that's what we're teaching them in, in, um, that environment. Uh, these, like the top practices that hands down will create more balance, help you be more productive, help you stay focused, um, have more, you know, just more joy in your life. deeper meaning to everything that you do. So the meditation, I do breath work, um, working out is also part of my daily practice. I do, uh, I strength train. Um, and 
there are, you know, and a lot of people um, assume that you have to, you know, a lot, two, three hours in the morning yeah. to, you know, get this all in. And it, it's just not the case, you know, like my meditation, you do what you can in, in the time that you have, um, but it's non-negotiable. So, you know, some days my meditations might be five minutes, other days it might be 30, right? right. It's just whatever, whatever you can you get, can get in, but I don't go without doing them because it just puts me in the um, right frame of mind, that healthy mm -hmm. space. And, you know, so that I can start my day, right. right. Um, and everything just, everything else just flows right from there. Yeah. I think that's cool. Cause I think a lot of times people think in order to, uh, to get sustainable change, I have to be rigid. I have to be perfect, perfect at it. Right. I can't sway from, I have to do a 30 minute meditation. Well, if I have time then I'm a failure, I'm a loser, you know, all these thoughts come in and then we are not doing anything anymore. And I think like you're saying, it's like that flexibility and being able to like, okay, what can I accomplish in this amount of time today? Yeah. And, you know, and yes, and it's that, that perceived notion that, okay, if you're meditating, you have to be sitting there in a Zen space with your pillow and, you know, palms facing up and everything's, yeah. <laughs> but no, like there's sometimes I'm, 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 you know, running around the house, not running around the house, but maybe I'm sweeping the floor. I'll just use that as an example. I've got my earbuds in. I'm listening to a guided meditation, yeah. right? Um, so there's no right or wrong, but it's just, you know, again, it's all programming your mind. And, you know, I don't know if you follow um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he, um, you know, preaches about, you know, the, does a lot of studies on the brain and subconscious mind, etc. And, you know, he said, he says, like 95% of our, our thoughts are in our subconscious. So mm -hmm. those are the thoughts that have been formed from the time we're born until now. And of those 95% of those thoughts, 50% of them aren't even true. Yeah. We actually make shit up. Yeah. The problem is, you know, we heard someone said something to us or we perceived it in a certain way when we were 10. And then, you know, maybe we heard it again when we were 11 or, or 18, whatever. And we keep, we replay that thought over and over and over, and then it becomes a dominant belief, mm -hmm. right? So the hardest part about, you know, this is why, you know, I've, I shifted a lot of my work from, um, or half of, you know, 50% of my work is, is on mindset, changing, changing how you think about it yourself, because that's, that's where you're going to truly find the, you know, the inner peace, love, happiness, you're going to, you know, love yourself fully. Um, and, um, and that's where, that's what I want for, you know, the women that I work with to yeah. be able to, to get to that place, you'll have the body you want. If you, you know, focus on the inner, the inner, do the inner work, you'll get the body you want. Trust me. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think because, yeah, I totally am all about that's part of the work that I do too, is like, you obviously have this belief and it's, it's navigating you through your whole life and you don't even sometimes know where it came from. Right. In my experience, obviously with the women I work with, it's trauma, but like anything. Right. And so I think the cool thing, and I know that, you know, this as well, is that like, we have the power and the control, nobody else 
to change the story of who we are. Right. And like you're saying, once you figure out how to change that story and, and change the narrative you're living your life by, then the magic happens. Then you're, you've just in a flow state for the rest of your life. You know, I think that's, what's really, really powerful. But a lot of women, I think, struggle to understand that concept or like you're saying, have that resistance towards actually believing that that's not even true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, I do these, these practices and you probably, um, do as well with, with, uh, your clients of, on reframing those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds so simple, yeah. right. So you're, you're taking, okay, the negative thought and you're just, you're, you're changing into a positive yeah. of that. And it sounds so simple. Right. Um, and, and you know, the thing is you gotta, you gotta keep regurgitating that new story. And, you know, the unfortunate part is, you know, people, you know, that we do it for two weeks and then life happens, something, you know, they're triggered by something and then they're kind of going back down that rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. um, you know, of, of negativity. And so there's this kind of this vicious cycle. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, the, the challenges with, you know, getting, um, you know, getting people, your clients to make those daily commitments and how Mm. valuable and important it is to creating long-term sustainable change. Yeah, exactly. I think too, like the big thing as well is like, okay, if you, after two weeks, you know, we all go through situations after two weeks, something happens, you fall off that, that routine, it's a matter of not going down a, a shame spiral because you did the thing, right? Just get back on track and take the steps you were taking. Cause we all know logically, those are things that are valuable for us, but it's a matter of once I get there, same like people, you know, you don't go to the gym for a week. Then you're like, I can never go back. People are going to think this about me or I'm, I'm too fat or whatever comes to your mind. It's like, just bite the bullet and go to the situation because I think anxiety and avoidance just magnifies anything and narratives that we're living our, our lives by. Yeah. So two things there, um, to your point, I, I call it course, course, correct and continue. Um, so, you know, again, you're taking that shame away, like, Oh, bad, bad. You didn't go to the gym. It's no, like that's life. It's about, you know, you you gotta be flexible. Things are going to happen. You're going to just course correct and continue. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, you know, I just tell people that you just do one thing, yeah. No matter big or small, do one thing today that you're going to thank yourself for tomorrow. Right. And, and then that starts some momentum to build some momentum. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when we, um, often we get stuck or stay stuck because we're in the state of overwhelm. Oh my God, I've got to do, I've got to eat, you know, follow this meal plan to a TT or I got to, you know, follow this workout schedule and and it's overwhelming, right. Until you develop that mental discipline, uh, which takes time. Right. It's like any other muscle, right? We can't expect to have ginormous biceps. Not that that's our goal, I'm sure, but <laughs> big biceps over one day. And I think that's the same with reframing your thoughts. People yeah. expect it to be this magic pill, but nothing comes that easy. And I always say to people, it's frustrating. And I like to acknowledge that it's frustrating. If I grew up with parents who told me I was not good enough or told me I was fat or whatever, and I have carried that message for my life, it is frustrating that I now have to do the work to, to recorrect that. Right. It yeah. is exhausting. Um, but I think at the same time is acknowledging that happened and then being able to take from the, the, 
the notion that I now get to take control of my life and no one else gets to, to write the story for me. Yeah. You know, because I think that's a big thing is it it is exhausting. I think like healing work, it's not exhausting. I shouldn't say that, but healing work takes time, sure. consistency yeah. and repetition. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big one. So I want to, so you obviously with your clients, you work through mindset work, you work through, you know, like nutrition training, all those sorts of things. And I'm curious when you look at, you know, these last year, few years of your life, where you're adding in all of these new practices, I guess the question is women who are listening, what is the difference, the biggest difference between living in alignment with doing extra mindset work versus just living from the place of like, okay, I'm trying to change my body solely. Okay. Um, living in alignment. Um, can you repeat that question? Yeah. I'm sometimes I do ask questions. I'm like, did that make sense? Uh, so basically, is there a difference? Like, what is the difference between, let's say 10 years ago when you were, you know, living in a society of diet culture where you're like, you have to be skinny, you have to be in shape. Um, and so motivating yourself off of that versus now motivating yourself from a place of, I want to be in alignment with my values and I, I am doing mindset work to help me get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah. Um, well, you're coming from, you're in the latter, you know, you're coming from a, a place of, of self-love looking, you know, like you want, you want to make the change to be better for yourself because mm -hmm. you, you have that desire to be, you know, your best version versus I think the, the first, um, coming from that, that place of, you know, following the social norms and wanting to look a certain way, be a certain size. Well, that's the, that's looking externally for, right. for external things that are, you think are going to make you happy, right? Well, if I, if I have the, you know, if I'm a size four, right, because the Kardashians are a size four, for example, um, uh, I have no, you know, I'm, I have no, no idea. Number. Um, anyway, like you're, you're, you're trying to validate your worth based on some perceived notion of what, what society says is acceptable. Yeah. Is on what you should, what should be acceptable for you, what makes you feel good and yeah. what makes you feel good could be being a size 14 right. or whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. And that's great. It's whatever you feel comfortable and happy um, in so, or with. So uh, I think, yeah, those, that's the difference. It's, I love that. I think that's like a really notable thing for people to like, okay, body acceptance is not trying to change yourself based on what societal expectations are, which will always be there and always change number one, but also yeah. being able to accept, okay, these are my genetics, you know, me living as a size four is probably not sustainable nor healthy. And so therefore redefining what does that actually look like? And then coming from a place of doing that, like you're saying earlier, you talked about now you come from a place of, I want to give myself the nutrition and take care of my body because I respect it. And I know that in order for me to feel good, I need to act a certain way and have certain behaviors. Yes. And, you know, I, and, you know, if we were talking about, you know, the, the programs that I build are focused on strength training. Um, mm -hmm. so building, you know, lean muscle and so on, but, um, the, I, I, I tell my clients, you know, focus on getting stronger, just focus mm -hmm. on getting stronger, not skinnier. 
And and what that does, it's because I know inadvertently, it's going to make you mentally stronger. You're going to be more confident when you're lifting weights, you're getting, you're seeing the progression and it's, you know, it's motivating, it's exciting, and you're just feeling good. Right. And, um, and, but, and then, as I said, you'll have the body you want eventually and your perception of what, you know, when you start out your perception of what you think, what body you think is going to make you happy very well might change as you go through that, you know, the, the journey, right. Getting stronger, more confident, happier. Um, you, you know, what, what you thought was going to, was going to, you know, be the icing on the cake for you to make you happy very well. And often it changes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Right. Because you're coming from a different place. So it's like, I'm not fixated on being a size zero. So that's the size that, you know, all celebrities are again, we don't know these numbers, but uh, (laughs) is, is thinking, okay, now what does it look like for me? And I'm the same place where, you know, I'm in different size clothing now than I was when I was a fitness competitor but I recognize, okay, what did I sacrifice to, mm-hmm. to be there? My health big time. And now I'm like, I'm happy. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm a hot mama, you know? And I think it comes from a different place. Like you're saying, I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 the question I want to end this with, not, I guess we can end, but not really end, but if there's moms listening, you know, they're struggling to, I guess, find self-worth to, to come from the place that you're describing as your reality. What's a big takeaway message that you can leave them with? Mm. Tough question. Loaded. You know, I always, um, I think, I think, uh, a part of the challenge for, you know, moms, and making themselves a priority, right? Obviously we're putting everybody first, the kids, the husband and so on. Um, to which, you know, not to be harsh, but I, I, I'm, I say it like it is, those are excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and a part of it is too, is like the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The re- part of the reason why people uh, are afraid to change is because of the unknown. And it's like, oh my God, what if I try this, this program and fail again? Right. So they're already setting themselves up for failure, first of all, you know, with, with that mindset. Um, but I, I say, I say to them, you know, have the courage to choose uncertainty over certain misery and mm. that is the best happiness decision that you can make I love um, that. and you know I think you just have you just you have to believe in um I say you know you have to believe in yourself. That's where it starts. 100%. That's why you got to do the inner work. Cause no one believes in themselves hundred percent, you know, off the hop. Right. Or, you know, we're always, you got to continue, make the commitment to yourself. You're so worth it. And it's about being an, an example for me and being an example for my three girls, right. uh, you know, this is what a strong woman, um, looks like this is what Mm -hmm. a strong woman does to make herself you know happy and healthy and balanced and 
and feel good. And I, you know, my kids follow, follow my example, like Zoe and Lexi, you know, they're like joined up. They have those two, as you know, and, <laughs> and so they have their morning and night routines and oh, they do it. their meditation and they journal and all these practices are going to be so powerful for them as they go throughout their lives. Right. And there's their challenges and, and struggles. And, you know, that's inevitable. That's part of life. We're, we're, you're going to have challenges, but yeah. the difference is when you, when you're better equipped, right. Using these tools that we've talked about, um, you can navigate through those with much easier, Right. right. And, and you're not stifled um, as much as you may have been, or you won't stay stuck for as long as you, you know, may have been, had you not have had already, you know, done that work and made that commit daily commitment to yourself. Yeah. I think that's a really thing is like, you're saying, you know, let's, I, I, I really love the point of you saying, you know, strive for the uncertainty because the misery that you're in right now, you know, and I think that's a, the message is that you can choose to stay in that misery if you want, mm -hmm. but your life is not, you're not living your life at that point. So I love that you're saying like, choose the uncertainty. I think that's a really powerful message for women. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great. You should write a book on the title. Of <laughs> Go for the uncertainty. But yeah, yeah and I think you're saying like, I think also as a mom, set yourself as an example, you know, you have children or not even let's say you don't even have kids in your listing, right? You're going to inspire somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that what we should be doing on this yeah. planet? Yeah. Lifting each other up, encouraging each other to be our best selves. Yeah. Um, you know, all this, you know, that competitive nonsense, it just drives me insane. Um, yeah. you know, the jealousy and it's just, it's, it serves no, no, place. There's no place in that for you in your, um, in your life. So as you know, focus, I always say focus on you, you know, what you want, what, what yeah. is going to serve you, what you value most, and then just stay the course, right? You got to learn to set boundaries. You got to have your, you know, morning routine. I, 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 I coined it, you know, master, master your morning, master your life. That's what we built nice. our spiritual retreats around. And, um, and then everything else just flows. It's about living that lifestyle. Um, you know, what, what we do in our spiritual retreats, it's, it's teaching people how to live that, that lifestyle, you know, while they're, they're taking action while living life in a conscious state of flow. Right. right? So, um, you know, that's, that's where you find, as I said, that deeper meaning in the work that you do and your, in your relationships, you, you know, you have a better, healthier relationship with yourself, all sorts of wonderful things come out of, you know, when you're in alignment. Totally. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that's really great. So you're talking about, you know, the master your morning, master your life, your spiritual retreats, you know, um, your, your practice and, and things like that. Where can people find you? I will put your links in the bio as well, but you know, where can people look for you? I think this is really powerful. People need to know where you are. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so my, um, they can find me, my, um, website is, uh, um, I'm on ins my Insta handle is uh, Tiana Penard Fit. 
And I also have a business page, uh, Legendary Fit Mamas on uh, Facebook. So Awesome. And, and so I guess like, what would they be? I'll ask you one last question. What would people be expecting to find, you know, when they reach out to you when they're, they are working with you? What would I be doing with them? Specifically? Yeah. Like, you know, what, I mean, obviously they get a vibe of who you are on this call. So what would they be looking for, looking to see, um, okay. in regards to what they, when they work with you? Yeah. So I have a, uh, fitness app, that, um, that's a, um, so that's where I, I customize my training and nutrition programs. So, um, after, you know, having a, a one-on-one discussion about what someone's specific goals are, then I would build out their workout program, customize their nutrition to support those goals. Um, and then I, you know, what makes me a little different, you know, with these on, uh, line, than other online apps is, yeah. you know, I, I coach, I coach my clients all the way through. I'm handholding uh, you through the whole journey. Um, and I start everybody on a 12 week program, um, you know, just kind of as a kickstart and I'm, I'm, I'm there monitoring the progress, making changes as, as I see fit. Um, but making sure that, you know, they're going to succeed, right. That accountability piece is really, really important, especially in the initial stages of anybody's, you know, journey. Totally. I think that's really great. Cause I think, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying is like, I know that you run things a bit differently than the standard. Here's your program. Bye-bye. You know? And I think that's what women need. And I think it, it really gives us the, the, like you're saying, the accountability and the power and motivation to actually do the things because you're you have essentially a friend through the whole thing, you know, and I think that's really great. And so I, I, I do want to acknowledge how, um, lovely it was to have, have you on here. I even think, you know, when I was going to this college, it's like, Oh, she's a fitness person. And I would in the fitness world thinking like, Oh my gosh, what's this going to be like, you know? And it's just like <laughs> such ease. Like, I, like the way that you describe yourself, it is extremely accurate. There's ease, peace, love, you know, like all these like great vibes. And so I Thank think you. any woman working or any client that, that reaches out to you would be, you know, truly honored to, to work with you. So thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. So great to chat with you. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of authentically you. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Cause let me tell you that is when the true magic happens.